the word balloon. An air balloon that travels through time and relative dimensions in space. Wanted by collectors throughout the galaxy, the crew of the word balloon goes around learning the weirdest, dumbest, sometimes pervious things across comicdom. Beware for I'm not losing track of where this content warning is going. Basically, we're going to swear a lot and we sometimes talk about penises. You have been warned. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but we've stopped our journey to the Justice League's moon base to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? What is the best legacy superhero? Now, Steven here was asking me what I meant by legacy superhero, and I realized this might be a kind of like in-comic terminology. So, a legacy superhero is a character who has assumed a title that someone else had previously. So, for example, from the most recent stuff, Sam Wilson becoming Captain America turns him into a legacy char- er, legacy hero. Mm-hmm. Dick Grayson would count when he became Batman, but not necessarily when he's as Nightwing. Right. And see, that editor in Stowaways, Stephen here. Goddamn Stowaways. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, <laughs> I was listening on in on the uh, intercom from the uh, library, so I scurried over real quick. And uh, what my only one, the first thing that came to mind was Dick Grayson taking mm-hmm. over the mantle of Batman in, I think, the Grant Morrison run? Yes. Yes. Second um, time he did it, but that's like the defining time that he did it. Well, which is like, that was the first thing that came to mind when, uh, when I heard you all talk about this. The only other thing that comes to mind for me is... It's so, so very, it feels too obvious to mention, but uh, Miles Morales. Oh, yeah. He's in my top list. Like, so, I mean, that's not a bad, just because someone is well-known is not an argument against it. Oh, no, no. If anything, it's an argument for it. I mean, Miles, he got into the Spider-Verse. There's a real strong argument that he wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like, I just wanted to make the, the little note of, like, he's very obviously, uh, it, it seems like a just notable example, even. Just like... Well, I think on the obvious bent, I, I came up with one honorable mention, two tied in second place, and then one winner for myself. Mm-hmm. My honorable mention is an honorable mention, because it's one of those characters that you don't think of as being a legacy character. Kind of like how there's some like music artists you don't think of as being one-hit wonders, even though they technically are, like Jimi Hendrix. He only ever had one hit? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I legitimately right. didn't know that. That's... But it doesn't make sense to call him one-hit wonder, right? No, exactly. So I think there are some legacy characters where it's the same thing. Like, they're technically legacy, but it feels weird to call them that. So my honorable mention on that note is Alec Holland Swamp Thing. Technically a legacy. Very technically a legacy. But um, preceded by Alex Olsen. Yeah, in that same vein, Batwoman, Kate Kane. Mm-hmm. She is... Technically not Kathy Kane, the original Batwoman, who is in continuity, but how that fits, no one but Grant Morrison knows, and they don't like to talk about it, so... Right, so that ended up being my honorable mention. I'm like, Swamp Thing's huge, technically legacy, doesn't feel like legacy. Mm -hmm. So my tied for second place, two heroes, opposite sides of the street, same last name. Robbie Reyes, Jaime Reyes. Ghost Rider and Blue Beetle, yeah. BB, uh, Jaime. Love it. <laughs> Jaime actually was in my, like, real... Because I, I have a couple honorable mentions, my favorite top three, and then, like, my real top three, and then someone I thought of once we started recording, being like, oh, that's my clear answer. But yeah, Jaime is definitely, I think, one of the most successful. He is easily the best-known Blue Beetle, because, I mean... I love Blue Beetle, but, like, no one knows who fucking Daniel Garrett or Ted Cord is. Like, I don't. Right. I, I literally was introduced with uh, 
Through Young Justice, I Through Young Justice. Has he in something else? I feel like I've seen him in something else. He had a single appearance in Smallville that's awful. It's like Power Rangers looking bad guy. I kind of love it, but it's not good. But I believe Um, he's getting his own HBO Max series? It was originally supposed to be a movie, and now I believe it's a series, and I think they finally cast someone. I think it's actually uh, happening. He's in Cobra Kai. His first name is Sholo, but I can't remember what his last name is. Mara Mary something? It's it's been sitting at one of those points of like, I'll believe it when I see it, and shifting to, oh, this might actually happen, but until they start production, I'm going to be kind of waiting. Honestly, he's probably going to be the Blue Beetle moving forward for... Oh, yeah. Ted is back in the... Ted being one of my other ones. Mm -hmm. uh, Ted Cord is, what if Batman had Spider-Man's attitude? Which I just find delightful. Oh, that's amazing. I need to know more about Ted Cord eventually. He's he's one of my all-time favorite superheroes, so... But he is technically a legacy because Dan Garrett is the original Blue Beetle, but Dan Garrett doesn't give a shit about Dan Garrett. Dan Garrett was created because Green Hornet was popular, so they literally took Color Bug and made a character out of that. (laughs) Blue Beetle, Ted Kord, was created by Steve Ditko, who also created Spider-Man, and he's basically Batman, but with a bug motif and a sense of humor. Isn't Dan Garrett the second? Isn't there one that predates him? That used to just be like, I take drugs and now have superpowers? No, that's our man. That's not Blue Beetle. Uh, Dan Garrett had the Scarab, which was a magical Right, that's the thing. I'm pretty sure there was a Blue Beetle before a Scarab was involved. Not that I'm aware of, but it might be. I don't... Mm -hmm. It's possible. Oh, this this Um, jogged a character from my memory that I want to throw in as an honorable mention for me, but I can't remember their name. I think it's our man. Um, uh, there's been like six hour men. So uh, yeah, you you liked one of the hour men. We in a new island we covered the yes. robot hour man. Yes, the one who has just like the ability to just perceive every possible future for an hour or something. He's like from that. the eight hundred and fifty third century for one thing. So all of this is <laughs> is the past. Is the past is like memory. I mean, not yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah he has crazy time manipulation powers that I can explain once I've read them, but if it's been, you know, six months since I've done that, I'm like, uh, cool power stuff. He is delightful. Yes. So I'm going to throw him in there as a, as my honorable mention. He, I, I love him. Uh, jog, jogged from my brain. Uh, and then, I, same with Robbie. I think Robbie can potentially supplant the other Ghost Riders because there's nothing about Ghost Rider that necessarily makes it have to be Johnny Blaze. Well, and Robbie showed up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which means he has shown up more recently than Ghost, the other Ghost Riders outside of comic books, and he's on the Avengers. Yeah. And I was all prepped to hate Robbie. All prepped to hate him. I think a lot of people were because he's the car ghost, right? Yes. I want to make it very clear, it's not because he was Latino, because I saw a lot of bullshit about that. It was because I'm a motorcycle guy, and Ghost Rider's the motorcycle superhero. And they took away the motorcycle, and I was like, that's not going to work. And I was like, god damn it, it's so good. Dude, the Hell Charger is also, so cool. Also, Trad Horn's art is so good. Stealing the words from my mouth. I was literally sorry, about to bring sorry, that up. I know up. you love Trad Horn. I should have let you do he's that. He's my uh, favorite. So, uh, no, as long as it comes up, I don't care. But literally what I was about to say, exactly. I'll say Daniel Ketch is my guy on that one, so another legacy. God, there's so many legacy characters. But then I think what I chose for my number one is I love... Um, Laura, X-23. X-23 is fucking Ooh. sweet. All New Wolverine by Tom Taylor is honestly the only Wolverine b- book worth reading of the last, like, 20 years. I shouldn't say that. There's been a lot of good Wolverine, but that's the one that I'm like, I will own all of this. <laughs> the rest I'm, is like, I got them in and out, but... I'm kind of okay with her just being Wolvie from here on you out. You could retire Logan, Logan can be Logan. 
Oh, okay, yeah, you have a much, like, friendlier, let's keep using him. I'm just like, let him go the way of Hugh Jackman. And I love Hugh Jackman. And I loved Hugh Jackman as Logan. But, like, God, Laura is so much better. Why, why not find... Why not both? Well, and that's what they're doing these days, but... I find him having to grapple with figuring out who he is when he was basically just, like, a living weapon for most of his life and sort of setting the Wolverine aside a lot more interesting. Also, with all-new Wolverine, Honey Badger... Laura's, like, mm -hmm. little sister clone is an absolute delight. She's, like, best friends with Deadpool, and she doesn't feel pain. She's, like, eight years old as opposed to, you know, like, 18 years old or however old Laura's supposed mm -hmm. to be these days. Late teens. And she's just, oh, it's so fun. Wait, she's got a talking Wolverine named Jonathan. Like, it's... What? Yeah, all new Wolverine. God, it's so I, good. I Tom Taylor's it. one of the best writers in comics right now. Did, did you say she had a different code name? Honey Badger. Oh, God, that's... I think she changed it to Scout because they were trying to be more oh, serious with it, but right. she's Honey Badger. Yeah, and not only that, but I think the world is prepped for X-23 to just be Wolfie, thanks to Logan. Oh, That yeah. movie is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Daphne Keene should just be who they cast as Wolverine. Oh, it would piss off all the right people. Which is admittedly where this question came from. Because I was reading about people being so mad that Jace Fox is a version of Batman now. Oh, uh, right. Black Batman written by Ridley Scott. I don't want to just call him Black Batman, but hes that's what made people angry. Ridley Scott, the guy who did 12 Years a Slave, is writing him. It's supposed to be a fantastic book. I just haven't picked it up yet because I'm on a Power Rangers kick that I'm still mad about. <laughs> Been mad for like three months, but I own a lot of Power Rangers now. So yeah, I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Real fast, Hal Jordan and Barry Allen, because they are technically, even right. though we tend to think of them as the first, they're not. Alan Scott and Jay Garrick are first. Mm -hmm. But they're also, under most, most writers, boring is all get out. Uh, Kyle Rayner, for me, is my favorite Green Lantern, because giving an artist, a comic book artist, the Green Lantern ring, is one of the most inspired ideas I've ever seen DC Comics do. They don't always land it with him, but, you know, having someone with that level of imagination lets you do so much more than just, here's a boxing glove. The only thing I would want to see more is an animator, like a cartoon animator. I mean, it's the same idea, and I love, he did, Jeff Johns' run didn't do much with it, but the idea that uh, when Kyle is doing the ring, a lot of times his his things don't come fully into shape because they're being, like, erased and redrawn as he's improving them in his head mm. in the fights going on. So literally there's depictions of, like, he's creating a hand with a pencil that is drawing the image of whatever it is that they're doing, and it's, going like, becoming more advanced or interesting as it goes. It's super cool. In the same way Jon Stewart... I will never get over how mad I am that they turned Jon Stewart, the uh, rebel architect, mm -hmm. like black rights activist architect, into the good soldier Marine. Oh, I hate that. That sucks so hard. There is nothing wrong with being a Marine, but he was literally there to be like, no, I'm going to protect the people who are being ignored by you. Right. And now he's the good soldier for the government. It's antithetical to who Jon Stewart is. But, I mean, thanks to Justice League, Jon Stewart's one of the best-known Green Lanterns. And an architect is another great idea for a Green Lantern thing. Like, me and a co-worker were having a discussion about the Green Lantern the other day, and we both realized that we would be the most boring Green Lanterns because all of our stuff would just be, like, vague, like spikes. Not like spears. Just like really vague like, oh god, I'm in the heat of battle. What am I gonna create? And it'd just be like a swash of green just like batting people out of the way. It's not I, a hand. It's not a wall. It's just like a wash. 
See, I think I could make some pretty cool shit. Uh, <laughs> honorable mention is also going to go to Guy Gardner. He's terrible, but he is delightful to have that like jerk mm-hmm. character. Oh, he's one of the best um, jerk characters I can think of. He's one of the jerk. What makes him good is he's a jerk character, but he's a jerk character for good causes, as opposed to like John Walker, uh, uh, U.S. agent, another legacy character because they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Who's just a douche. He's just a bad person. He's just not a good, yeah. <laughs> but There's worse people, but he's not good. This, I'm going to jump to my kind of my top two. One is Wally West. Wally oh. West is the Ooh. best version of The Flash. He is the one, almost more than anyone else, who has the most ties to the wider superhero community. He was a founding member of the Teen Titans. He's Nightwing's best friend. He's a Justice Leaguer who was a leaguer almost as long as Barry was. Right. And during the greatest Justice League run ever written, which is the Grant Morrison run. Kyle also as well. But he... I mean, Nightwing gets credit for being the guy that has ties to every part of the DC universe. Kyle is even more so, and he also... Nightwing is always in and out of, like, trying to get Escape the Shadow of the Bat, but also being Bruce's prodigal son. Wally owns the Flash legacy in a way that Nightwing has never been comfortable with, with the Bat legacy. So I think it really works well for him. Also, he's interesting, and a lot of times, Barry is not. That said, I did not find Wally interesting in the Flash live-action TV show, so... Not the actor's fault, I should say that. Right. I just felt like they never knew what to do with him. Oh no, they don't know what to do with him for a long time, and then he eventually gets better way down the road, but when he's better, they don't use him as much. Yeah, like he I think gets... the actor got other jobs or something mm-hmm. like that. Doesn't he but... get shipped over to uh, uh, Legends. Legends for a little mm-hmm. while? But my all-time answer, which I didn't think of until this started... Oh, honorable mention to Renee Montoya as the question. Ooh, because good one. Vic Sage is the question is fine, but there's not much. He's kind of forgettable white man as the question. Latina former detective with the awesome no face look and the fedora. Mm, all about it. Unrealized potential. But my true answer is Terry McGinnis' Batman Beyond. Ooh. Okay. He's got all of the things I like about Bruce, including sometimes some of the brooding, but without the like, Bruce takes brooding too far. Mm-hmm. Terry has a little bit of that Spider-Man aspect to him um, in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, where he beats Joker by being like, "God, you're just pathetic, man!" Like, I know you, t- I know Bruce took you really seriously, and you are dangerous, but come on, but of course you couldn't make Bruce laugh. It's Bruce. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and like, you're laugh beating Joker by laughing at him. I thought was just like really sealed. He got, he understands what. Bruce's weaknesses, or, like, knows how to get around Bruce's weaknesses in ways Bruce never could. Also, having Bruce on the, you know, line chatting him up was a very good way of going about it. Yeah, that's a fantastic one I didn't even think of. Literally, after he started his intro, I went, I have to change my entire answer! (laughs) (laughs) Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're gonna have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Remember, any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's themes of gizmos, gadgets, doodads, and ding-dongs. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on? The Lawgiver. The Lawgiver? I just want to remind everyone how good I did on the X-Men season to make up for the fact that I am now, what, three for three on being terrible at this? Yeah, you're three now. It's okay. Oh, yeah, God. It's okay. Oh, um, Lawgiver. Or Owen 3? I don't know how that works out. Owen 3. Owen 3. It kept sounding wrong, but I also don't know sports. God, there's a couple things that could be... Is that a Kirby creation? I don't think no. so. 
Now, I, I clearly have nothing. I, for some reason, am thinking of Preacher, but that's not right. This is going to be one of those that you're going to show it to me afterwards. My answer is going to be, oh, God damn it. Um, but no. I mean, I I'll show you a picture right now so that you can say that, and you're still going to have to just do a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I don't know. Oh, God damn it. Okay. That's what I thought. <sighs> that's why it was on the... That's just the tip of my tongue. Oh, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows over at earvrim.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. And as always, we'd like to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. <laughs> <laughs>